Ephesians 4, verses 21 to 24. Three key principles to Christian growth. Presented in English by Reverend Paul Bucknell and translated into Chichua by Reverend Robert Gawandale. This is a ministry of Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net. We thank the Lord so much for bringing us together. It's a wonderful concept to think how we're all on a journey together. Each of us, of course, come from different places. The people all around Malawi are joining together before the Lord. Those all around Africa are on this journey. Those all around the world are on this journey. We join hands together. We pray for each other. And we could grow. And we wait for Jesus' return. The Lord wants a big church. A beautiful people. That love His Word. That walk His ways. And live in His truth. God's doing tremendous things all around the world. And one of the special things He's doing is right here. Each of you is a special person. God says you're a new creation in Christ. When we thought about the original creation, He made all sorts of animals. Some have a very long neck. <laughs> Some have a long trunk. <laughs> but we're a new creation in Christ. A special design for a special purpose. I want to share more about this today. God wants us to grow as His people. He wants us to be strong. There are some uh, creatures who don't have a backbone. Uh, some of them have a shell on the outside and shape them. Others, others don't. And they're all crunched down. <laughs> but it's like God wants us to grow strong with a strong bone. That we can walk uprightly before Him. Some of us, though, Maybe we've been a Christian for three years. Maybe we just came to know the Lord. Or we've known the Lord for quite a few years. We don't feel that strong. When Satan comes along, seems like we fall into temptation awful easy. God didn't mean it to be that way. He wants each of us to be very strong. I want to share three principles from God's Word today. They're from Ephesians 4. When we look at these three principles, they will help each one of us to grow strong. And it doesn't matter what temptation you're facing. Now some have tried to grow. But then they get defeated. Well, I want to share also a special truth that helps us to understand how we can have long-term victory in Jesus. Well, why don't we open and um, continue with a word of prayer? And we'll look into Ephesians 4. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you. Lord, you said that we are the new creation in Christ. Oh Lord, we pray that your spirit would so mightily work in us. 
that the truth of God would so invigorate and strengthen us the people all around we'll see that we're a new creation we're something different that the love of God is going through our lives oh Lord we please ask teach us these truths Spirit of God teach us these truths and help everyone here oh Lord that we would grow strong and reflect the glorious love of God in our lives in Jesus Christ we pray Amen, Amen. Amen. let's look at these three principles let me first introduce them as we look at Ephesians 4 we know first of all that Paul is talking to believers here in verse 19 he describes the way we used to be we used to be callous, hard-hearted we gave ourselves over to sensuality we did all sorts of impure things and greedy things but verse 20 it says you did not learn Christ this way Jesus wasn't that way and so we've been taught in the truth just as truth is in Jesus these are principles for believers. <laughs> we used to live one way. But now in Christ we live another way. So let's look at the first principle in verse 22. It says that in reference to the former manner of your life, you lay aside the old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. The first principle, lay aside the old self. We'll come back and discuss these more. Let's look at the second principle, verse 23. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What's the second principle? Renewed in the spirit of your mind. And lastly, the third principle. Put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness and truth. Three principles. What are they? Let's memorize them. They're essential for our strong character. Verse 22 says what? Lay aside our old self. Verse 23. Renewed in the spirit of our mind. I'm going to ask you in a minute, so make sure you pay attention. And thirdly, put on the new self. That's verse 24. So what's the first one? Lay aside the old self. Second, Renewed, renewed in the spirit of your mind. And thirdly, put on the new belt. Okay, well, we'll work through these. I hope by the end, not only that you memorize what these three principles are, but did you understand them? and you get excited about applying them to your life so let's think through a little bit more what is he saying in verse 22 
This is the first principle. Mfundo yamba ndi lay aside the old self. Akuti mvure munthu akale. Now it says in verse 22. Pandimadu ndi twakuti we all know what that old self is like. He says that's the old manner of life. Before we came to know the Lord. We just live that way naturally. That old life is characterized by a focus on our own self. It's, it's prioritizing what we want. We can use the word selfish to describe it. That's the old manner of life. We always want something. If two children are arguing, one of them wants it. <laughs> the other one wants that. And they struggle back and forth. Do you see what's happened? The I want. It's the I. It's the I. We know also in But it's not just with young people. It's the big people too. We want the attention. We want the money. We want whatever. And we think we deserve it. And we, we want it. We want it so much that we're even willing to hurt other people We're willing to say bad things about other people. For example, there's two young people. One is jealous of another. So he, this person will start saying bad things about that person to others. Why? Well, they want all the attention. They don't want people to look at that person. So they actually use bad words against that person. So other people think wrong about that. You know, sometimes we do that in the church. That's an old way of life. By focusing on ourselves, we're willing to say lies and bad things about others. Is our church going to be strong that way? How do we get strong? The first principle. Lay aside. This word means Take, like, take off your clothes. That's what it literally means. So we just take it off and put it down. It's old, it's dirty. Put it down. Now, this means, that, just think about it for a minute. Can we actually do that? Can we just take off our old person and put it aside? That's the image the Apostle Paul is saying. Now sometimes we feel that all those desires are really me. That's who I am. I can't put them aside. If that's true, then it shows that you're really not a Christian at all. You see, the unbeliever only has the old self. But it's not called old. It's not called old. It's just called self. It is them. That's all they have. And that's why they're willing to hurt people for their own gain. But when Paul uses the word old self, when he tells us it's something we can take off and put aside, it shows that no longer that old self is us. Something's happened to us. Now we'll talk more about what that is later. 
But let me first describe a little more what this means. When a person comes to know Jesus, the Spirit of God moves into his life. And he creates a new self inside. That new self desires good things. He desires things that please God. I remember before I was a Christian. I used to steal lots of things. Oh, I like that. Oh, So I would take it and put it in my pocket in secret. Did I want anyone to see me? No. I. <laughs> but I wanted it so much. I risked, I risked it and put it in my pocket. I was making sure nobody was looking. But that belonged to someone else. But I didn't care about them. But when I became a Christian, oh, God started working in my heart. First of all, I wanted to take what I had and give it to people. Maybe I was busy, but I could help somebody else with my time. Before, I didn't like helping my mom fix the stones. In the walkway. But then it's okay. But also the Spirit of God started convicting my heart. What about those things you took? Are those things yours? And I looked at them. They no longer made me very happy. Oh no, the Spirit was telling me something. Stealing's wrong. You gotta take those things and bring them back. Yes. Oh no, I was embarrassed. I had to go to the store manager. I'm sure he didn't want the broken old thing I was playing with. So I told him what I did wrong. And I gave him some money for new things. But it cleared me up. What changed me? It's that the Spirit of God moved in. And when a person becomes a Christian, he's repentant. He's sorrowful over the old things he did. He turns around. And he starts living a new life. Now the old self is nearby. I would still think maybe I would like to steal something. Oh, that person has something I like. So, I mean, it's nearby. But there's also the other side. And that's the side that said, I want to help and care for people. That new self that God gave us, is characterized by the word love. It's characterized by the love of, for God. We now want to do what our Creator made us to do. Before the old man, I just want to do what I wanted. I don't care what the Creator said. I want that, I'll get it. But now, I want to do what pleases God. And so, there's also the love for man, other people. And I think about how I can help my brothers and sisters. Now, you're the same way. As a believer, you have the old and the new there. Isn't that wonderful what God's done in our life? Before we only had the But now we have the love of God.
Now, if you don't really have the love of God, if you only have the self, then you're really not a believer. You still belong to the devil? There's still no forgiveness of sin. You need to call upon God to save you. Give you a new heart. A new life in Christ. And he'll save you. We only can have forgiveness in Jesus. Now this is the old manner of life. And what he's telling us as believers, lay aside it. So it's no longer our real self anymore. It's something we don't have to follow anymore. And it's wonderful to know that. Sometimes a husband gets angry and speaks to his wife. And the wife just feels I need to say something back at him. You feel it. But do you have to? No, no, that's the old self. That and so you say, lay aside the old self. It's not going to do any good. Why doesn't it do any good? That old self never can do anything good. Because it's always focused on the self. Now we can understand why you want to say something back. But there's another calling. God has called us to walk in love. See, notice what it says in the verse 22 about the self. It's, corrupt, it's corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. It's corrupted. Something's wrong with it. Because there's those desires, those lusts. But they're tricky. They're deceitful. So we have we have that old self before we became a Christian. When we become a Christian, God gives us a new self. That old self we can put aside. Now some of us when we become Christians we just think it's automatic. The old is gone, the new has come. Paul doesn't say that here, does he? He says we need to take it and put it aside. What are those things right now that you need to take and put it aside? What kind of impure desires right now you have? You need to take and put it aside. What kind of stealing and lying have you taken? You need to take it and put it aside. Where's your jealousies and selfishness? Take them and put them aside. That bitterness, that unforgiving spirit, you need to take it and put it aside. That anger, those evil words, take them and put them aside. Can you take it right now? Hey, put your hands up. Take it. Don't clap. Just take it. That's the old. You're going to take it and put it aside. Alright? This is something we do every day. When you ever conscious about something going wrong in your life, it's probably yourself. That old self. And what we do is take that desire and put it aside. Now the key is this. 
So remember that desire is not really you anymore. It's your old man. You are characterized by the new life. Let's look. I'm going to skip over verse 23 for a minute. And we want to look at verse 24. So 24 talks about the third principle. It says, put on the new self. The new self. The new creation. The new man. Again, that's something we can put on. But we need to understand this a little bit more. First, let's understand what it's like. And he's very careful describing it here. It says, uh, let's read verse 24. Let's put on the new self which is in the likeness of God and be created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So this new self is just like God. In fact, it's the Spirit of God in us, living it out. When we live by the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, we have the fruit of the Spirit. That which is love, truth, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Self-control. Faithfulness. Joy. That's what's happened when the new self is going through us. Because that's why how we were designed. We were never designed to get things for ourselves. We were designed to get things from God and give them to others. And when you understand that's what, how you design, then you can start getting excited about doing this. His love gives you that patience, those kind words, that you can be kind to one another. That's the new self. The new man. And that's what we take on. It's like dressing up. Many of you got dressed very nice today. You dress nicer than me. You have jackets, some of you, even. <laughs> you see? How nice he's dressed. <laughs> I need to put more on. <laughs> we do that every day. We take it and put it on. But not just the clothes. That's just an illustration. We take the things from God, His knowledge, His compassion, His love, and see where we can give it out through the day. So the husband, and look to God in the morning. Give me kind words to be gentle with my wife. You see, you, you early in the morning, you start training your mind this way. You're already looking to God for those kind words. And the day will give us opportunity to be kind and speak kindly to others. Now some people think, oh, I just, I need to try harder. Paul doesn't say try harder. He says, take on the new man. Dress yourself with the new man. That means you're taking something that belongs to the Lord and putting it on yourself. Letting that influence you. 
Notice how he describes it here. It's created in righteousness and holiness and truth. It is always is righteous. Righteous means it's something that's pleasing to God. It's always in conformity to God's laws. It's holy. It's, it's like we are all his priests here on earth. Oh, you're special people. I'm going to take you all aside. I'm going to bring you into my temple. I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. And I'm going to dress you with my holy works. And I'm going to send you out into the world. You're my holy ones. Never be afraid of things like moss that are being built around. Because when you go out, you are holy temples all over the place. And when you pray for your brothers and sisters, let the Spirit of God fill the church today. It's not just here. It's out there. And we're spread all over the place. In our homes, in our workplaces, in the fields, and we give praise to the Lord. We speak kindly with one another. And the whole world becomes a holy place. A place of God's love. That's what He wants. The new creature, the new self. And all of a sudden say, wow, I didn't know about that about me. Well, it's not really about me. It's about God working in me. And not just me. It's all of us. Wow. Wow. What a special people we are. We've looked at two principles. We need to look at the third principle. Because sometimes we know that. But it's hard to live it. <laughs> I try not to lie. But I still lie. I try not to be selfish. I'm still selfish sometimes. Well, he gave us a second principle. And it's important. Because there's one other truth we need to know. Before we can do this all the time. God's purpose is we continually, constantly live this new life out. And He has given us the power of God to do that. Yes, we might fall. We might sin. But if we sin, we confess our sin. And He cleanses us by the blood of Christ. God's not going to chase us away. He's always calling us back home. Some of you need to come back home. Don't think He's rejecting you. Our fathers always want us back home. If you need to come back home, there's a place right up here you can sit. Yes. You can come right now and sit here. You sit here and you're showing that God wants you back home. There's some empty places right here. Father is welcoming you. So why do we sometimes choose wrong, choose to be selfish, choose to lie, choose to be bitter, choose not to forgive, when they always have bad results. And we choose not to love, be kind, be gentle, be, be helpful, be joyful, be loving. 
when we can do this or that. Why do we choose the bad at times? Let me give you an example. Some of you ride bicycles. Now, if you had a bicycle that had flat tires, the brakes don't work, the chain keeps falling off, when I turn the handlebars, the wheel doesn't turn, it's rusty and falling apart. That's like the old self. It's no good. On the other hand, it's a new bike. Nice and shiny. Tires are nice. Lots of air in them. When I turn it, the wheel turns. The brakes work. It's very nice. I can go really quick. We got an old bike. It is no good. I got a new bike. It does everything that I wanted to do. Why, if you went out the door, and you had both those bikes, which one would you get on? Anybody choose the old? <laughs> but you know, this is our spiritual life. Sometimes when we leave here, we're not going to live by the new self. We're going to go out and choose the old. Why would we ever do that? And when you go out the door, you see the old and the new. You know which is the old, and you know which is the new. And you know you choose the new. But I'm still asking, why do sometimes we choose the old self? We all know it makes us guilty. We're only being selfish. And it only makes our marriages and life worse. So why do we still do it? The reason is this. It's like those bikes. Before we go out the door and look at them, Satan has whispered to us something. Hey, hey, don't you think you want to ride that old bike? Do you remember what some things you could do on that old bike? Yeah, that bike's not so bad. Yeah. Remember, you know, you could have this kind of thought and maybe um, flirt with that woman there. And uh, you say, well, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> you know, before you, you thought about that, and, and, and that wasn't so bad, was it? Yeah, that wasn't so bad. See, what Satan doing is this. He doesn't allow you to go out the door and just look at the two bikes. He starts persuading you before you even see the two. He begins to bring about your old desires about. And he starts persuading you. And he starts convincing you. So when you go out the door, you automatically see the, the old one. And you get on it. And you start riding. Well, you fall. Your face goes in the mud. And you look, you're all dirty. And you say, I'm never going to do that again. And you come back home. 
And your plan, next time I'm going to ride the new one. But when you start thinking about, I need to go somewhere, Satan starts whispering to you again. Oh, remember last time, you know, you went out and you enjoyed that time. You, you see what Satan does? It says in verse 22, he takes those lusts, those corrupted lusts in us. And he whispers some lies in our mind. Those things are not really good. It says they're lies. And if we took them out, and analyzed any of the old self actions we would be quickly convinced that old man is down that old bike is bad just think is stealing better than taking what I have and sharing it no is saying a mean word better than being kind? No. Our relationship between one another would just get worse. You examine that old self. But the only reason you would ride that old bike is you believe the lie to think of impure thoughts about that woman then be faithful to your wife. That's why you still do it. You don't have to. Christ has set you free. But you still have a lie in there. And that's where principle Number two comes in. Verse 23. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Say it with me. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Again, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Again, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see, we need something to change in our minds. It's in our mind where Satan whispers those temptations. And we think his lies are right. We just still believe it. That means we still doubt God's truth. We haven't allowed the truth of God to really enter our minds yet. And we will continue to ride that old bike as long as we think it actually can gratify us. But when we begin to think rightly, and have God's word begin to shape our minds. You know, God's word is going to free us. And we can start making the right decisions all the time. How do we do it? You take the truths that are applicable to your situation and apply them to your life. Let me give you an example here. There's many examples here, by the way. Starting from verse 25 on to chapter 5, Paul gives us about six examples. Verse 25, he says, put aside falsehood. Put it aside, take it off. He says, the right thing, put on, speak truth. Speak truth with one another. The new way we need to think is this. We are members of one another. When I start valuing everybody in the congregation, I'm not going to lie anymore. 
Do I want people to lie to me? Why would you lie? Because you don't want me to know something. Because you want something and you don't want me to know to stop you. But you see, when we value everybody, all of a sudden, we're not going to allow ourselves to lie. We're going to treat you just like I want you to treat me. We'll speak the truth. Just simple as that. So what you need to do, be renewed in your mind. First of all, confess your old life. Forgive me for lying about that brother and about that sister. And you might need to apologize to those people. But now, Lord, I want you to renew my mind. Every brother and every sister is so special here. And I'm going to speak the truth and love to each one of them. Now, you keep thinking about how special everyone is. They are as valuable as you are. You're all one body. One might be like an arm. One might be like a leg. But I'm not going to cut my leg off so to help my hand. We don't do that. We care about every part of our body. If my eye is hurting, I don't just cut it out. <laughs> no, I tenderly care for it. Until it's better. We all do that. In verse 26 and 27, he tells us how we to treat anger. Verse 28. He tells us how to deal with stealing. Instead, he says, you work hard so you have something to share. And so, I'm going to work extra hard so I can take a little bit what I get and share it with others. That's the new mind. So you look to the Lord. Help me work hard. I want to take some of this. And I want to give it to some special person with a need. Isn't that much better than thinking about stealing from somebody? It's like night and day. It's a whole new way of living. So instead of wanting an extra beer to drink, no, I'll put it aside. I'm going to take that money. I'm going to look for someone who has a special need. Maybe it's someone in my own family. But I'm going to give it to them. It's a whole new way of life living. And that is how God designed us to live. But the whole world has been going astray. And too much of that world lives in us. As Christians, we have not renewed our mind with the word of truth. It's about time that the church becomes holy like Christ. We put the world aside and take on the new way. Let me give you an example. Say in the morning, now all of you came out to church today. I'm not criticizing you. <laughs> I'm just using this as an example. But maybe you have a temptation. You know, I don't really feel like going to church today. It's so hot out. You know, I don't feel too good. Maybe I won't go to church. Okay, you don't need to notice. 
Kwenda kusindika kuti. Satan is already whispering thoughts in your mind. Satana hapa kare kukunongoneza maganizo maganizo. He's already trying to convince you. Afuna kufukusise. He wants you to ride that old bike. Afuna kwenda njinge pokonyole chokutaitajiche. In this in this situation, that old bike means no go to church. Don't praise God's people. praise God with his people. It means don't give to the you know, church. And I'm just going to stay home and not get the truth of God. You see how Satan's trying to manipulate you? And the more you let yourself to listen to his thoughts, Instead of bringing God's truth in your mind, when you go out that door, you're going to choose the old body. So in this case, what are we going to do? When I start thinking thoughts about not going to church, I need to wake up. What does the scripture say? Oh yeah, Hebrews 10:25. Oh, I have a tension to fight. What's it say in Hebrews 10:25? I have a tension to fight. This is why we need to memorize scripture, by the way. We need to get the word of God in our minds. So it can renew our mind. Some of us have been so lazy we have not memorized God's word. Hebrews 10:25. I have better turn in Timothy 25. Does someone have it? You can read it. I have better turn to the five. I would so we're not going to forsake our assembly. What's the right way to think? I need to renew my mind. Right now I'm thinking, oh, I don't feel so good. I don't think I can want to walk to the church. But notice here, he says how to think. But encourage one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Oh, that's the new way of thinking. I know what I'll do. Instead of just staying home, or working in the field, who hasn't gone to church lately? Or who sometimes doesn't regularly go to church? You know what I'm going to do? It tells me to encourage someone to go to church. Lord, who can I encourage to go to church with me? And all of a sudden, we're 50 or 100 people who go out encouraging everybody to come. And maybe the first week, you want somebody to come, but they don't come. They used to come, but they don't come anymore. You pray more for them. I want to encourage them to come. But the next week, they actually go with you. And inside, you say, Hallelujah. God's using me. Bringing back the others that need encouragement. I didn't know God could do that through me. Yeah, that's what it says he wants to do. And so you encourage your friend. How about you think about inviting someone else and I'll invite someone else. You see what happens? Where before you're thinking of staying home. Always being guilty. Now you're praising God. You're bringing people to church. And you have a testimony for the Lord. And other people are being encouraged through your life. This is the way it works. Which is better, the old way? Or the new way? Always the new way. When we compare the two, 
Tikafananiza zwirizi. We begin renewing our mind with the word of God. Timamba kusondoliza maganizo ati ndi mau amulungu. And he'll give us a new way of living. Ndiama dipasa chikadejaso pano mutizi kalira. I got a few more minutes. Let's look at a few more illustrations. But underneath, I want you to understand the principle. If you are making some wrong decisions in your life, I want you to think, what is the opposite of that decision? And when you think of the opposite, you think, well, what, God, what does God's word tell me about that? And if you can't think of any verses, you ask your brother or sister. If they can't come up with any verses, you turn to the pastor, yes. the elders, and all together we start building up our minds, renewing our minds. Ephesians 4, 31-32 give us another illustration. He says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Is that principle one, two, or three? Principle one, right? Yeah, put it aside. Verse 32. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also forgiven you. So when I'm kind to one another, that's putting, that's principle three, putting the new self on. But sometimes a husband doesn't want to forgive a wife. A brother doesn't want to forgive a brother. We need to renew our minds. When we renew our minds, we can see the difference between the old and the new. The renewing the mind comes at the last line here. And actually continues on in chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. But it's simply as this. Be kind as God in Christ also has forgiven you. So instead of being bitter, inside I'm very hard. I'm resentful that someone said something to me or treated me in a certain way. And I think I need to get back at that person. Now that's the old self. You're thinking about you. Now you have to remember that's the old self. And so the first thing you do, identify that's the old self. I'm going to but now you feel naked. <laughs> I need to put something on. I can put kindness on. But then you think, if I'm kind to my wife, if I forgive my friend, you start having some fears there. You've got to renew your mind. Satan's going to want to stop you from doing that. Just put those fears aside. What does he say to do? He says, forgive as God has forgiven you in Christ. Okay, so no matter what I feel here, I'm going to still be gentle now with my wife. So in my mind, I first ask God for forgiveness for not forgiving my wife. Or my sister. And I'm going to forgive in my heart. I'm going to actually forgive her. You don't feel like it. 
The people didn't deserve forgiveness. Maybe my wife doesn't deserve forgiveness. But that doesn't matter, you see. God forgave me even when I was still a sinner. So even if my wife is being wrong, even though my friend is not treating me correctly, Yeah, I, got, I have to start treating them nicely. I need to forgive them no matter what they do to me. Yeah, that's the way. And so no matter what people say to me, no matter how upset my wife is, maybe she's real critical. It doesn't matter. God now wants me to take on the new self and be kind no matter what. And so I said, I can't do this on my own. But God, that's your love in me. So I'm going to take on the new self and I'm going to constantly think about being kind. Forgiving one another. You take away the bitterness. Take on the kindness. Take on the kind words. Just like you were with me, Lord. That's how I'm going to live now. And so each morning you're going to do this. If you face many temptations at first, you'll need to do this many times through the day. Keep putting the tide, taking on the new. But you'll see he's starting going to change your mind. Because it doesn't take very long to see how bad that old bike is. I mean, after all, how long have you been resentful already? Has it made your relationship any better? Has it? No. It never will. It will only destroy your relationship. But now, you have faith in God's way. He gives you faith in the truth that it's the best way. And when you go out that door, you see that old bike called resentful, called bitter. And you think to yourself, how did I ever believe that that was better than being kind? And you can't believe I ever rode that old bike when I had that nice new one next to it. And I thank God for saving me and giving me that new bike to ride. On that new bike is a nice horn. It has a bulb when you squeeze it. It makes a squeak. <laughs> And when you ride that bike now, maybe your wife criticized you that morning. But you were kind and patient. And you get on that new bike. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants to do that with every part of our life. With every person we meet. And it will always bring praise to Him. He's lifting us up. Making us strong. 
These three principles are here. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. What kind of job you have. You might be that housewife carrying that water. You might be that man walking that long dusty road. It doesn't matter. Three principles. What's the first one? Lay aside the old. What's the second? Renew the mind. And the third? Take on the So how about doing that with me? Go like this. One. One. Two. Three. Three. Do it again. One. Two. Three. Simple as that. And outside for you all. There's outside for each one of you. A new bike. Yes, there is an old bike too for you. Which one are you going to choose? Right. <laughs> and that will bring glory to God. And it will bring your marriages back together. It will be friendships between brothers and sisters. And churches and churches. Satan will run. And God will live in our midst. Praise the Lord. Let's close in a word of prayer. Oh Lord. Oh, Ambuye. How marvelously and wonderfully you treat us. Jesus, you have given us all of this. Forgive us for being so slow. So doubtful. So stubborn and prideful. Forgive us, O Lord. We now put all the way aside those old. We want your new Lord. Teach us how to renew our minds with the word of God. Help us to know how to trust your word. That it is always, always better. Let us be faithful. In doing what is right. Lord, we thank you for being your children. We love being your children. We love that new bike you gave us. We want to squeak that horn for you, Lord. Empower us, Lord. Move your church along, O Lord. Make us holy, O Lord. That indeed the people of people all around us We'll see the great love of God on earth. This concludes the message on Ephesians 4.21-24, three key principles to Christian growth, given by Paul Bucknell and translated into Chichua, Malawi language, by Robert Gawande. Many other training materials can be found at Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net.